Previously on AFTN. Well, right, let, let's start with our young DP. I'd just like to throw that tag in. My detective buddy, Joaquin Ardiez. Have you booked a tattoo artist yet? I think I'm safe, but <laughs> I've, I've been plying what I want on my neck. Maybe he can pitch in. Yeah. Considering how much <laughs> he made this year. Yeah, he made 272,000, oh, which isn't bad. I'll get neck tattoos and sit on the bench for 272,000. <laughs> If you're listening, Greg, <laughs> prepared to do that for you. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of There's Still Time, the AFTN Soccer Show, broadcasting from the University of British Columbia on the unceded Musqueam Territory, CITR Radio 101.9 FM. I am Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Adam Eisenhammer. It's the end of the season as we know it, for some teams. Vancouver Whitecaps being one of those teams. That's something we will cover tonight. We've got a lot that we're going to get through. We're back. We were missing last week. I had the man flu. What a game to miss, eh? I know. <laughs> Nothing that, to talk about on that one. Yep. That was the worst possible timing. But I think I could have had bird flu because I had gone to Seattle Zoo right. and I had birds eating off me. Right. Also, my wife, who is a bird, uh got the flu as well so obviously i got it off her right or you maybe pick it up at the coffee shop yeah i went down to freddie's coffee shop i was speaking to about him at training yesterday Sorry. he was asking me what i thought about it and everything so you're talking about the website oh they got <laughs> they got a website no your your website oh that was a oh. that was a parking lot joke i'm oh. sorry <laughs> call back uh it's a great i really recommend it if you're in that area it's a bit out of the way of seattle but if you are in that area Get along to Santo Coffee. It's a really nice coffee. They've done really well. My wife had the morning glory muffin. It's an upside down kind of morning glory muffin. It's got a special drizzle on it. I wanted them to call it a Freddy drizzle, but they, they didn't seem to go with that. White creamy drizzle on the top. Really nice. Andrew Del Bar was there this weekend. Because, I saw, yeah. Because Brick, BrickCon, the big Seattle uh, Lego convention, is this weekend. So Andrew's down there and he visited Santo. Oh. Right, anyway, it's highly recommended. They don't sponsor the show yet. <laughs> have to have a little word with Freddy about that. <laughs> We've got a lot to get through tonight. Tonight's show, we're dedicating to the, the memory of Jacob Noseworthy. Some of you will know Jacob from his writing in Canadian soccer. Sadly, he passed away just approaching two weeks ago now. We were going to kind of cover it in last week's show. We'll talk about it a little bit more towards the end of the show. 
I'm dedicating tonight's wavelength to Jacob's memory, so we're going to play out with with a special song for Jacob. So we'll, we'll cover that in part five. But may he rest in peace. He wrote a few articles for us over the years and had a lot of good chats with Jacob, and he, he'll be missed. And I think the outpouring of love for him has really really warmed the family's hearts and, and know what he meant to a lot of people in Canadian soccer. Yeah, some of the family's been active on social media just appreciating yeah. the, what's been said, yeah. So we'll, we'll get to, to more of that in part five. But we're going to kick off this part with the Whitecaps. It's the end of the season. For those not in studio, Michael's doing like a Mr. Dress-Up, changing his cardigan. Oh, yeah, just, I was, I'm hot now. I thought I would... Talking about the Whitecaps gets me hot. Plus, I stopped off for some spicy pizza on the way here, and I oh. think it's finally kicked in. Still a little bit of a, a throat issue. I was going to suck a fisherman's friend, but unfortunately, he's away out in the boat just now, so I wasn't able to get hold of him. What, what kind of pizza, or what, what pizza place did you go to? I went to Uncle Fatty's. Oh, okay. Which I will soon be. Gemma, the Canadian press reporter, <laughs> she... <laughs> She's looking at a little bit big right now because she's about to give birth soon. So oh. this was her last match for a while. So before we, before Mark DeSantis came today, I was standing over beside Steve. And then I went over to her side and I had said, oh, I'm going to come over here. This is my better side. Plus I look a lot thinner over here. And then it took a few seconds and Gemma's like, is that because you're standing next to me? I was like, yeah. And then she hit me. Oh, no. Anyway. I was wondering where Steve was going there for a moment. <laughs> Let's get back to some white cast chat. Best of Gemma. Oh, I love Gemma. Yeah. She's great. The nightmare is finally over. The White Caps 2019 season. It ended the way it begun. A home loss to a Western Conference rival by one goal. Fitting. Full circle, we've basically come. We're not going to delve into the game. Even Mark DeSantis after the match didn't want to, to delve into. The first question wasn't about the game. And he was like, I'm glad you didn't ask me about RSL. I want to talk very little about that. He said, all I'll say is this. Gave two sentences and then the rest of the 14 and a half minutes had nothing to do with the RSL game. We spoke to the RSL coach after the match as well. Not one question about the game either. We just talked about the season and, yeah. and the playoffs. So before we move on from that, anything you want to say about today's game? I, uh, you know, <laughs> it was uh, it, w- it was a little bit re- like regrettable and forgettable. Mm-hmm. I was sitting. <laughs> that's a that's a great hashtag. <laughs> uh, I was sitting. We were sitting in the pub after just talking or whatever, and uh, I was looking at Twitter or whatever, and I was just like, "What's this?" I was like, "That that's not right." I was I was so convinced it was a goalless draw. I had totally forgot about the goal. <laughs> like one nil. I was like, "Guys, when when was there a goal?" And they're like, "You don't remember?" And I was. Well, yeah, you had the back to your, you turned your back no, to the Ma- game the Ma- whole time. No, Massimo was leading. Oh, okay, gotcha. I, I, it's what happened. Folk are waving big flags in front of you. you Sometimes you miss stuff. What about yeah. what about little flags? Nah, didn't the same. Everyone wants a big flag. But yeah, regrettable and forgettable. I like that. Yeah, that's a hashtag. Hashtag me too. That's what I think. The about the that. only th- the only thing that was like you know, Chirinos hit the post. I had oh, a couple yeah. of and what uh, great uh, save. From Romando, yeah. which some folk might have missed it. That was a save. That was a really yeah, good little fingertip fingertips, save. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, there wasn't very much to talk about. Like yep. even uh, we got a debut. Yes, uh, George Mukalumbwa made his debut. So that what? Was nice but to we see. don't. They don't care about. <laughs> he got nine minutes. I'd said ten minutes. He was going to get. He got nine. So I was yeah. happy with that. Yeah. Um, I feel good for George. Yeah. I'd hoped to catch up with him after the game, but we headed to the RSL locker room. Oh. We did all our interviews in the RSL locker room, and Marta Santa still hadn't spoken. <laughs> 
he was, I don't know what he was doing, but they'd, they'd sent Max and Krusty as we, we got a message through from yes. an autocorrect. Max and Krusty. Was it autocorrect? I hope it was autocorrect. <laughs> as in Rusty? Yeah. I Someone actually asked me about that today about after the game. Why Why he's a little... He's been a little edge. off, yes. Because yeah. he, be he wants the team to be winning. He, he's fed up with I the negativity. part of it, yeah. for sure. Well, he's fed up with the negativity around the team. He's a positive guy, and he, he is genuinely fed up with a lot of the negativity that's surrounding the team. But it's hard He's to very, be positive. He's very negative about the lack of positivity. Yes. Yeah. But that's all we'll say about the game. It's all about the future now for the White Caps. You, say, you say that like the future's bright. The future is bright. We've got a technical director coming in from one of them big clubs in Europe, probably. <laughs> We've got new players coming in. There'll be three new DPs, all big multi-million players that we've seen playing in Champions League. We're, we're going to have bright young Canadian talent breaking through constantly in the team. We're going to have a record-breaking season next season. We're, we're going to get some more drugs for me to, to keep this going. And I, I am looking forward to next season because the way I'm looking at it, it can't be any worse than, than one, this than season, a point game. both on and off the pitch. And if it is, that's the end of the club, basically. They can't get the hiring of this technical director wrong. If they get it wrong, if the first six months of next season or up to the summer transfer window continues as it has been, they're going to lose everyone. Mark DeSantis' job's going to be in jeopardy. It's just, there's no way back from that. Do you do you want to talk about technical director yeah. people now? Yeah. So who, who are the names you were throwing out? Well, the, the, the name that Glass City put out was Robert Schaefer, right. a German guy who's more a CEO, people yeah. keep telling He's not me. a technical director. No. He's not a sporting director. I, I Don't take that with a pinch of salt. Don't take it with a pinch no, of salt? No, take it with a pinch of salt. <laughs> what I've How big of a pinch? Is a big pinch, yeah. like a crab-like pinch. Yeah. They're talking to a number of people. Nolan Partners are talking to a number of people. Zero is a number, right? No, uh, I, from uh, it's it's in the double digit range oh. um, that they they're talking to, and uh, they're pared it down to about that. So that's essentially where they are at with the technical director. But I I think personally, I think even being at whatever that number is, like if it, I think that's still too many at this yeah. point. They should have had it pared down even more. Yeah. I don't like, know. You want to make sure you get the right person. I but understand that makes that. it sound like they're going around people being like, hey. Like lots of people want this job, and lots yeah. of like who like they. That's the whole famous Bra- Bob Bradley lunch. Yeah, that mm. that really wasn't going to turn into anything. Was, was if you talk to Bob Bradley's people, it was meaningless. I I can neither confirm. Is Bob nor Bradley's deny. people Andy Rhodes? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not where I'm getting that from. I can neither confirm nor deny that I am one of the people that Nolan Partners have spoken to. Oh, nice. Um, he's not the only name, is he? Schaefer was Schaefer. Schaefer's the only name that I've seen out there. Yeah. Okay. But I have. I've been sick and I haven't been on. Okay. Social media Schaefer wouldn't. Uh, I don't think would be personally. I don't think he's a fit for what they really need. Although him being a business person, maybe they could get rid of some other dead weight that they have on the <laughs> business side. Maybe they're looking at double. <laughs> it's like you don't want to bring in no another business person. It has to be a football person. Maybe they're yes. bringing in and two I people. He, I know he's a football person. He's been involved with clubs in Germany, but more yeah, but from that, a CEO yeah, aspect, exactly. That doesn't yeah. more the business side because you worked at a football club doesn't mean you're a football person, as we know very well in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, the, but uh, I mean that hire could be two months away, could be four months it away. Needs, but yeah, it needs to be way quicker. It, it needs to be done for me before Christmas. A lot of things. 
they, they need they need to put things out there before Christmas to keep You're, some goodwill. It's got to be before MLS Cup is done. That's what I think. I don't know. It that's, should be. That's November. It should have been. Oh, should have been. It should have been last year when NDS well, oh, originally yeah. asked for it. Should have been twenty eleven. Let's. Oh, let's, yeah. let's not keep going back there. Let's just say yeah. right so, at this point it should be before November. So 11th. the other person. Did you read Manu's article with? Uh, no. Oh, okay. He did an article with uh, with uh, coworker. Seem offended when you said no. <laughs> co- coworker no, of no. of Schaefer's, I think. Uh, Lutz Fanenstiel. Oh, I saw that he'd done that. I was like, oh, why do I want to read about a German guy? They bore my granny in the war. It's like, why do I want to read about that? Because they know how to do football well. Um, but no, I think he mentioned in I think he mentioned in the article that one day he would love to come back to Vancouver, and he would be a far better fit as a sporting or technical director from what he's actually done. Yes, we heard a fun story about him today, but we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> we'll yeah. save that for the break. Yes. There's yeah. lots the, of fun the, stories. That was a, that, he wanted to punch it's, somebody when he was here. A, a oh, supporter. A supporter. Oh. That we all know very well. But oh, let, let's, let's oh, move on. You don't on. have to say any more. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. So it's all about the future for the Whitecaps now and what MDS wants to do to rebuild this team. Now, the Caps, they're not having any end-of-season presses this year. <laughs> Why does that amuse you? We were looking forward to it. Not for the reasons that you think. Sure, sure. Mark yeah. explained why. Uh, yeah. So they're going to have a week off and then they're going to have a, a three-week post-season training camp with the players that are going to be back next season or at least have a contract for, for next season. So anyone that's not at that camp... Well, not actually... Well, a lot of people that's not at that camp won't be back. Some players won't be, like Adnan and yeah. Wong probably aren't coming back from their international no. trips. They'll be putting their feet up with their flip-flops, as, as Mark talked about. But, and maybe Rain as well may or may not be back after being away with Peru. I mean, it's hard to say what these three weeks will do, but basically what MDS was asked about it today and what he said was he's... he's if you look at world football... We are not playing a competitive game now for about five months, maybe longer depending on what happens with the, the bargaining agreement, but basically four and a half to five months is when the White Cats will play again. He says it's way too long to wait until January 20th to get back for pre-season. He wants these guys doing now, plus it'll keep the Canadian guys fit for this American oh, the, the three we think second it, leg. The three-week thing is fine. The problem is the whole January thing. That's part of the CBA. Is yes. they can't bring the players back like legally or yeah. according to the. He's thing. like they're contracted to the end of the year. I'm going to do this, but no. he can have them to the MLS Cup, and that's what he's right. doing. Yeah, yeah. But um, but they they like here's what this is what happens every year. They can't actually come back and have sessions with the coaches. No. A bunch of them have do come back and do stuff on their own yeah. or with other players. And they had the they had this, this special performance program that they had some of the young guys doing in yeah. the past as well. But it can be a real yeah. official. Thing but it's going to be a busy few months for MDS. It all starts from yeah. tomorrow. But he is not having a week off. No, as he told me at training on Saturday. What's your plans now for the rest of October? I know you've got a week off. What, what are you hoping to achieve in the yeah. in the period following that? I don't have a week off, and uh, until the twenty first of, uh, I'll be very honest with my my answer. Until the twentieth of January, uh, I have a fifteen day break with my family from December fifteen to. January 2nd that I'll take totally off everything else from October 7th to January 20th is going to be 110% committed to making the team better 
So that involves watching games, talking with agents, looking at profiles, traveling. There's already travel books and we're, we already started. Phil wasn't on the bench against the Galaxy. So we're very, very committed. And I said it, we feel a lot of responsibility to make us better. Now, looking quite far ahead, obviously we've got a high draft pick coming up. Yeah. Is the draft something you put a lot of stock in? Or we put some something? stock in. We put some stock in. Uh, how much? Not as other major positions, but we are uh, we also working on that. And uh, we have people in the club and with us, with the technical staff, trying to see, okay, who's going to be, especially the, f- the first draft pick from Vancouver, because you could always get a Tristan Blackman of this world that, that is very important for a roster. A Mason Toy that is very important for, for Minnesota. So, of course, we're very, very careful with that. What we'll try to do there is get the best player possible and not go to the draft in a mentality of, oh, it needs to be a center, it needs to be a left back. No, it needs to be the best player we could get from the draft. Just thought I'd throw a draft question in early. Why not? <laughs> so, MDS says... Might get a good player. We have now officially got the the fourth pick we, in MLS. Super Vancouver draft. didn't trade it away previously. No, no, for anyone. Nope. Right. So we've got this. Miami was announced. I think this morning it was announced. Way they spoil got the, first the pick. whole the headlines. I had it in uh, the headlines. We didn't know. <laughs> Nashville's got two. Since he's got three, we've got four. Excellent. Hmm. MDS and the management team are going to be very busy over the next two months. Yeah. He's only having this little period off over Christmas. Apart from that, him and Philip and the other guys are going to be flying, scouting a lot of games, taking in some college games just to keep a little bit on top of the college stuff as well. October, we know what that's going to look like, but it's beyond October that most fans are kind of wanting to know about when will we see some new players coming in? Who will they be? Will they be the difference makers that we've been crying out for? Well, how many will have MLS experience? How many will come from overseas? And... MDS addressed a lot of that after today's match, and I'll play some snippets from what he said. He spoke for 15 minutes after match. We'll play a little bit just now, and then we'll talk some stuff about that coming out of it. For next season, uh, what you have to understand is after a year like that, just imagine the work and the commitment that is happening right now in the back scenes. Just imagine. Don't think that we're, uh, let's see you next year, thank you fans. No, no, the the commitment and the work and the pieces that are happening in the back scene, the thought process, the moves is huge right now. Huge, huge. And huge because of the fans all the time. Because when I, when me as a coach, I'm with the G, I'm with my GM, with my owners, with, with my staff, the only thing that's in my head is always, and it's from the bottom of my heart, is people that are coming to the stadium. People, it's not about me making points or standings. Me, it's all about the people that come to the stadium every day and support this team. We have to give back. We have to give back. What does this off season look like for you? Like last season, <laughs> the, the the turnover was off the charts. How much turnover is going to be this year? Uh, no, no, we can't. We have to be careful with the turnover. Uh, of course, there, there, there are pieces that for us are crucial and we're working hard on them. 
but at the same time, we're, we have to see. Maybe there's opportunity that are going to come with players that we think this is part of the core, this, this player we want to stay with, but we don't know how the other teams are, are thinking. And maybe there's players that today we think we're going to keep, and then there's something that happens in the market that makes us uh, move because it's the, the best thing for the club. Uh, what I want to make sure that we focus as the club is on making the team better. Whatever it takes to make the team better, regardless. When it comes to yeah, incoming players, uh, yeah. there's a lot of supporters and fans that really don't want to wait till the winter transfer window for announcements to happen. Yeah. Do you guys have an internal win uh, deadline to kind of bring in players? Or are you going to be patient bringing in these new players? So I'll, I'll, I'll start with this. The commitment that we have right now, and uh, we finished last in the West, we, we have to improve. So 100% that we want to get the right players, but the, the majority of the group that we want to have is to start preseason in, in January. So we learned that the paperwork sometimes takes a little bit more time it's more difficult to get uh, some players from different countries. Uh, we're also looking at leadership within the league, inside the MLS. So to answer your question in the right way, we start preseason, I think, around the, the 20th, around that. It's still not official, but around that. And we hope by then to have 90% of the team because we can go... Look, we can't do the same mistakes every year. We started this preseason, I think, with four or five players from the roster, a lot of youth and development squad and youth players. Some players were 16, 17. This preseason, we need to start the preseason already with a mentality to win games, to have the, the group together. And for that, I, I hope that the, the biggest pieces we want to get, we get them before Christmas. So it allows the paperwork to be done. That, that's our target as a club, to get them before Christmas. A lot of the guys that you brought in this year that obviously had no prior MLS experience before you. Yeah. I was interested in knowing, because you probably knew it was going to be an interesting journey to get them immersed mm -hmm. in not just what you wanted them to do as being part of the Whitecaps, but in this league. Have you been fairly pleased with that process because you, you knew that that was going to be the case yeah. with those key players guys like Wang and Baum and Godoy and yeah. uh, you could speak to others obviously but were you were you have you been happy with that journey for those players I I learned a lot about that I, I have to tell you that I learned I learned about some markets I learned that there's markets that just adapt faster to what MLS is about and you mentioned players that are just adapt faster to it. And we look at the history of the league and the one who was kind of a, a surprise for me and in, in, um, his mentality and totally out of the, the cut was Yasser Kemiri because it's totally different. Tunisia, first Tunisian player in the league and I'm disappointed that he didn't, he didn't play 15 or 20 games for the club. Um, but it's the way it is. But I learned a lot about uh, market, about profile. Uh, you spoke about three players that adapted very well. 
but I think in in other parts we we didn't assess the best way possible. Um, the thing I regret the most at this stage uh, that we're here is uh, maybe we were not ready. I, I spoke about that before to such a, a big uh, change uh, to many players and we should have maybe kept some players that had that MLS experience. Uh, that's something that I think hurt us. Uh, but in the future, we're, we're learning a lot. So our recruitment right now, you guys cannot think that we're busy. The club's very, very busy as of tomorrow morning. Uh, but what we want to do right now is also assess the things that we need that are maybe inside the league and things that we could do inside the league also. And not only don't think that it's... Well, our plan is not only to go outside just because of the point that you mentioned. The gaffer there for one last time. This month, probably not. We'll probably speak to him before the, the end of the month's out and we'll have a lot more chats with Mark, I'm sure, in the build-up to the new season. So, what should the new Whitecaps squad look like? It's the 10th year. It's a big anniversary year. <laughs> I can't think of another anniversary year yeah. that, that could They're, be celebrated. This anniversary year oh. was so fantastic. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm just, Hit all the right notes. Look, looking forward to recapping all the previous Whitecaps achievements over the past 10 seasons in MLS. But obviously, a lot of us want to see new players come in as early as possible. That's not realistic, partly because the transfer window is not going to open until February. Free agents you could add, yeah, um, depending on if they might be coming from South America or whatever. He did indicate there he'd like to have things kind of signed by Christmas. Yeah. That's not to say they'll be announced because they've got to do all the red tape and paperwork and all he, that. He basically stuff. wants a, him his side of it wrapped up. Yeah, what players he's going to have, who they are, and so that they can start the paperwork. Yeah. He wants them all in for preseason this but year. But they're on the clock. They're they, yes, they are. They, they put themselves on the clock right now. They put but themselves yeah, on the clock. They're allowed two thirty-second timeouts. No, they're not. Oh, but. I mean, this is this is the thing that's so frustrating about the Whitecaps and how they're run, right? Like, and 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 how they've chosen to go about things. Like, last year you have an owner saying to a group of the supporters, which was was a public thing, that we're going to be in, we're moving towards the top third in spending, and they finished bottom of the spending after they made the most money they've ever made from a yeah. player transfer. He, Whether they've gotten it all yet or they not, yeah. whatever. He didn't say off the record. No, oh. it was in the. Isn't the thing, um, the town hall thing. Um, I would have put that off. The and, and they they chose to continue this approach of like nickeling and diming, like they always do with everything, not just players, with everything yeah. else. They and chose. It's this hard a, for people then to to believe that they're going to change. No, well, yeah, but the only they they, they have to now yeah. because they've hit a rock bottom. Yeah. So they, they I mean, they are saying things like, we're going to do things so great that you won't even believe it. Like, that's what they've been telling people. Like, we, we tell you, I heard I heard a quote, you know, we tell you what we're going to do, but you, you wouldn't believe us. Like, that's what they've said to some people in, term, in terms of what they're, who they're going to bring in or whatever. I messy to white so, but, but But it's, it's like, it feels too little too late in, like, in, a, in, a, lot of, in a lot of ways. Because Johnny Russell to the, white the same people, the same people are, are, are running things. 
And only till we get our new TD. Yeah, we'll see what yeah. that does. Now he made another point that said, um, we definitely, and he's not going to bring just players from abroad. He's yeah. going to be working within the MLS to. Because I was going to ask him about that as yeah. well. I I feel one of the big things that's lacked in the squad this season. And folk have poo pooed it in the past. Oh, you don't need MLS experience. You do. You need some in a league like this with the travel. The different kind of conditions, altitude one week, glorious sun, freezing cold, can have all that in a month. Yeah. You need people that understand the league. And you look at some of the teams that are punching above their weight. Real Salt Lake's a great example. Third in the West, a lot of MLS experience and MLS veterans in there. They understand the league. They've not got the big flashy, sexy players. That's the kind of thing that the Whitecaps maybe need to... Model themselves on. But look, look at look at the top team in the East, New York City FC. Like they don't, they don't. You think that would be a team that has some flashy players, like name recognition, no, but, and they, yeah, don't they don't even don't. have any. They no. they started their uh, they started their MLS time with flashy yeah. players and they've gone away from it completely. Yeah, but they but they the still pay successful. high quality, oh, for oh, high, high, high quality yeah. players. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But now that, they're but the most no... successful that yeah. they've been without yeah. the big star names, yeah. and that's that's kind of pleasing to see. But the the name thing is, the name thing should play into their their ideal to make money. Oh yeah, like that's what I that's what is so mind boggling. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot to talk about we've got a lot of shows to fill until the, the season gets underway we'll talk a little bit about what we've got planned for that in part three coming up in part two we're going to kick part two off with our new artist of the month it's a new month it's new artists who could it be where could they possibly be from find out after this hi i'm mark dos santos and you're listening to the aftn soccer show Our new Artist of the Month there, 13 Tombs, with my good friends Marcus Carcass and AB Negative. Not the real names, just to point out. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. yeah. The second best thing to come out of Methyl Fife after East Fife. Yeah, long-time friends of mine, Mark and Alan, had a number of bands over the years, started off with a schoolhouse. That was, I believe, a schoolhouse song that they brought back for 13 Tombs. They're a shock core horror-themed punk band. It's just the two brothers and a drum machine now. Oh. And we're going to have some fun songs from them. What a great it's month. It's Halloween month, yeah. so I thought, why not bring them back? 
Um, are they East Fife supporters? The well, Mark is. Mark actually used Wait, to. Why, why is his brother not? Well, I don't. I don't know if he is. I think they both are. But Mark did used to write some stuff for AFTN Fanzine nice. back in the day as well. And back in the day as well with the East Fife Fanzine, we had uh, a special pullout, a uh, twelve, sixteen-page free fanzine within the fanzine, like Fanzine Inception here, called Ultracore, and it was all about the local music scene. Oh. So we've always been big supporters of the local music scene, continuing it now in Vancouver, just not this local scene. But if there is any, I've said this before, any Vancouver bands that listen to the show, if you want to be Artist of the Month, if you want to write a football-themed song, get in touch, we would love to talk to you. But now, this is a special, special part. Not only have we got 13 tombs, it's the start of AFTN's 2019 End of Season Awards. The red carpet has been unfurled. I'm wearing my tuxedo. Steve's in his beautiful dress here. I did not know he had such sexy legs. Yes. Shaved especially for the occasion. All shaved over. And shaved in parts that didn't even need to be yeah. shaved. All over from the neck down. And then we have Zach. Dressed in his all black number. It's slimming, they say. Don't know who they are, but he's dressed in black. He's like the Johnny Cash of oh, tonight's man. awards ceremony. And we're going to bring you the full set of awards in written form on AFTN, either this week or next week. We've got a lot coming up this week on AFTN. Steve is in. He's out. He's on the bubble. We're going to be bringing you that this week. And we're going to have the awards kicking off tonight. Some of them are going to be pretty obvious. Is it, is it weird having awards for a season like this? Well, the Whitecaps did it themselves. Well, no, you I do. Mean, you there's always guess. awards. There's always care. awards. Yeah, and anyone that's followed their awards over the, the past eight, nine years, no, we've got some funny ones in there as well. Do you feel like, part, like participation ribbons? Yes, I guess it is. <laughs> but we're going to kick things off with Player of the Year. For me, there's only one possible winner. Yes. I don't know if uh, yeah. there's anyone even close. There's an honorable mention I have, yeah, okay, but, but, okay. but a definite winner. Daniel Henry? No. Is it honorable mention? <laughs> Maxime Cripple, player of the year for me, anyone see otherwise? No, because I no. think they would have broken the all-time goals against record if it wasn't for him being in it. Yes. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, obviously it, it, he is the choice, but it's also just that, like, that is a, a real key in helping you understand the season of how poor yes. they, they were in when, front of him. When you're praising a defense that has given up as many goals as yeah. the Whitecaps have given up, and then you've got his record-breaking match as well. San Jose away, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. I, again, against San Jose of all teams as well. Yeah, maybe against Atlanta, LAFC away from home, you'd think, ooh, yeah. great performance. That's a double-edged award because yeah. it's like, oh, fantastic individual performance, what the hell happened in front of him that made him have to make all those saves? Yeah. But when you look at Max, he came into the season, we weren't sure if he was going to be the number one. We knew he'd be in, in the picture. For sure. We thought Zach McMath with the MLS experience and a little bit older was going to be the guy that would get it. I did think at some point over the season, Max might grab it. Yeah, no, I, I, I for, for the beginning of the season, I go, okay, it's either Zach McMath who has MLS experience 
but hasn't played very much, or Max, who's just coming off a great USL yeah. season USL where he played, played of the year. Yeah, where he, goalkeeper, goalkeeper but, but he played a lot. So I was thinking it's going to be either one of those. I thought it was a toss-up at that point. Honestly, I did not see this coming at all. I thought for sure it was Zach McBath's the whole way, and I, th- I thought at most – uh, Maxime might get a run of games at some point, whether yeah. it was due to injury or him putting in a, some good performance, or him getting like three to five games in a row, maybe. But like that's it. I did. I did not see this coming at all. And I genuinely do feel a bit sorry for Zach McMath because obviously you win it on the pitch. He just wasn't deemed to be the better keeper. So I mean, he's lost it fair and square. But he must have come here thinking, finally, I've got away from Tim Howard, who I do think he should have been starting over anyway, yeah. because Howard yeah. had a horrible couple of seasons. So he's come here, fresh start. He's probably thought he's done it. He's a super nice guy yeah. to speak to as well, away from the pitch. It's just tough for him. Yeah. But let's move on from that. Honorable mention, I would say Jordi Reyna. It would be not a very close honorable mention, but I definitely put him for in his the, second half of the season. Yeah, well, once he forget, woke up again. Yeah, well, no, I think it was more than a second half. I think it was then he's actually started playing well in late April, early May, or something. And then he had a little bit of an injury. Then he was away. Then he came back and then started playing well. I think if he yeah, had, if I mean, he had he, a good run right from the beginning, I think he would have been. He's the player we talked about this last time we had we had our show, which was the Columbus game when he's not on. Because we've yeah. relied so much on yeah. him in the attack, and even today when he came on, yeah. he, he was really effective. He had a yeah. well, he had a spark, but it, there was no. But he set up Chirinos for that one shot. True, yeah, and he had a couple other moves. Yeah, but he tried to again. He tried to do too much. Too much. Yeah. And if he gets a player that can play with him and he has faith in him, I think he'll play better and he'll he'll incorporate everybody. But into the but team. I would argue, Steve, that I think his uptick near the end of the second half, the end of the year is because, like we've talked many times before, is I think he's looking to pastures yeah. elsewhere. Well, I mean, he's got himself back pretty good in the Peruvian mix. He's away with them again. Um, Stephen, we were talking about this today. As long as he's still getting call-ups whilst he's here, I think he likes the lifestyle here, but I do think he wants to be at a winning club. He's a, he's a player that wants to win things, and maybe he'll bide his time, see what... Give it another year. Yeah, see awesome. what MDS brings in. And if he feels, no, I, I, I want to move on. If he wanted to trade him within the league, he'd have some really yeah. good tradable value as well. Yeah. yeah, Hopefully not. But I guess if I was picking an honourable mention, I would probably say Daniel Henry has impressed me at times. But, ta- but consistency it, it, Yeah, that's the problem there. with Jordi Reina too. Yeah. At times they've been one of their best players, but, but not. But look what know. you're drawing. Like, what you're looking, yeah, there's not very from. much to yeah. choose from. I'd say they're both, both yeah. worth a shout. Yeah. So... This year, I'm excited. We can actually have a young player of the year that is a proper young player of the year. Yeah. I think, anyway. Yeah. We, we've got options. and Really? We're looking at 23 and two under, options. ideally. Two Mainly two. We've got Inbom Wang and Theo Bear. The, my issue is... Because Inbom is young. Yeah, he is young, but uh, the same reason I wouldn't give it to him is because uh, he, like the way, the I think the Whitecaps named him most promising player of the year. Yeah. But he was brought in to... Like be one of the best players, so yeah, how can you still? Yeah, yeah, now promising. So I, uh, they're right there. I disqualify him from the young player there. Yeah. So for me, the only option is Theo Bear. Yeah. He yeah. showed so much this year. I think, I think he was my player to watch last year, um, going into last year, and I think all three of you guys, Joe was here. They all you like laughed yep. at me. So hey, hey. Fun, fun fact: the team that started today's game, he was the third highest scorer that on that team that started with his two goals. Behind Daniel 
And I think Toss. No, maybe not Toss. Toss only had one. Mm. Yeah. So Bear. Oh, yeah, oh, in bomb. Oh, in bomb. Yeah. So Bear, um, like for me, I think he's the young player of the year. Yeah, I, I would go with you. With I agree that, with you. Yeah. It has to be. It has and to he, be. Him. And he hasn't even played his uh, right now. What's going to be his natural position? He was playing wing a lot, so he hasn't even play, got to that. You know, it, it's been know. a good first season, and he's turned his season around. Mark spoke about his attitude, yeah. not being ready for the first team, and how he went away, knuckled down. He got it, and he got his opportunity as a result of that. And he took. We've talked for years about. These players need to come yeah. in and grab their opportunity. Theo Baird did that. He totally did that. Now, again, well, one thing it reminds me of Maxime in terms of like a sort of a redemption story or come from behind story or whatever. Um, but he, um, he, um, as good as he is or as good as the season was, my concern is it's a bright spot or a bright, a bright, a little bit of shining hope, light, light hope in what was a really bad season. True. So if you do bring in better players, yes. what does where, that do for does, him? Where does he fit in yeah. the picking order? Does he fall considerably down? And, and it, part of it's not even it's not even it's not even that. Like if they bring in better players and he becomes a substitute next year or whatever, I think that's okay, and I think that's okay for him mm-hmm. and his development. What the problem will be is the expectations of people based on how much he played this year and some of his contributions yes. and all that kind of stuff, which will then, then how does that weigh on him in terms of his morale and that kind of stuff? That's going to be a, a, a delicate balancing act for them next year. Well, let's talk about one of his contributions. We move on to our Whitecaps goal, goal of, of the year. year. And his volley in Portland was the only thing that made me really regret I hadn't gone down to Portland for that game. It was really nice. Again, I have this down to two if we were wanting to have a, a discussion about it. I have, I have a third, actually, and I'll let you know what that is in a second. Adnan's curling cracker. With his right foot. Yeah. At home to nice, Dallas. Yeah. Not just for the finish, but the build up play where he goes through the two yeah. Dallas defenders. And actually, are, like, shoves them aside. <laughs> are you going to add the Venudo? <laughs> no. The team oh. goal? The Venudo? No. Oh, yeah, that was a good one as well. So, what, what would your other my, one My other mix? option was uh, Derek Cornelius against oh, Sporting. Yes. That was a nice A nice finish, volley yeah. from a center back to gain a point in Sporting Kansas City, where I think the year before they had lost 6 1, and the year, next year they'd get a draw out of that. So, I think that was kind of a redemption. Kansas City likes to be in games where there's six goals for one side. Yeah, they, yeah. they really do. <laughs> Yeah, though, I think those, I think those three are the probably yeah the top three right yeah. Theo DC. Now and... the only problem with Theo I think is a spectacular goal, but for me goal of the year has to mean something because it has to be a winner or like it was, was a Cascadia a, Cup. Goal. It was a Cascadia Cup, but it wasn't. It was a they lost two one. It was after they were down two nothing. I think I can't remember now. What was it? I think it was an equalizer. It was equalizer. Oh, it was an equalizer? Yeah. Then they lost two one. Yeah, yeah, but the, I, that's why I'm I'm not sure. But I really like the Adnan goal. I like the Derek Lewis goal. The DC the DC was that a winner or was that that was equal, a draw a draw. They got a draw out of that. So it got a point out of it. I think I think I just edge for Theo. The quality. Just for the quality yeah. of it. But Adnan's whole thing though. The whole build up, the, the way he got up, it. The did way they, he went through did the, they get a point out of that game? They, they won that game, I think. Really? It was one of the five. It might have been the winning goal. It might have been the winning goal. Oh yeah, because then he went off in the forty second minute injured. Yeah. So I think he won they won that game. That yeah, wasn't the, that wasn't the winning goal though. I could I was gonna double check. Pretty sure it was. But I kind of, I err a little bit towards Theo. I err a little bit towards Ali. No, the quality of Theo's was better. Let us know what you think, listening at home, what you would do. We obviously know that when the Whitecaps did it, Theo 
when it hands down. But there's only what like never thir- let people vote. That's what I see. Yeah, there's oh, there's it, was, no- it was the winner. Adnan's was the winner. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, there it was only what like thirty-seven goals to choose. choose right? <laughs> yes, and some of them are probably own goals and penalties. So. Out, out of thirty-four matches, so yeah, there's not not I'm a lot. Really, I'm really, Again, not I'm a really lot torn of good between options. the three. I'm, just, I'm really torn between yeah, those Derek's three. Yeah, because Derek's was a good one as yeah. well. Save of the year, and there was a few worthy contenders. The trouble, the trouble. I love a threesome. Yeah, you can't beat a good threesome. That was just exciting. That actually really uh, got me out of my chair too. Like when when the saves happened, got you out of your press box. Yeah, and press box. Yeah, he did actually. I actually stood up. Folk were like, "Sit down, we can't see." <laughs> Put that flag down. They said. <laughs> Max's triple save at home to Atlanta in May is what we're talking about. It was against a quality team as well. Two of the saves were spectacular. The third one was just a routine save, yeah. but obviously it was a whole thing. For I, I like. Th- the fact that it's more than one. Well, you talk there was a couple of spectacular individual ones that you had. Yeah, you talk about the threesome save. There was an orgy of saves against the San Jose in that True. game. So yes. uh. was there, there was there was one that was huge in that one. I, I can't remember it. There I was. Even we'll last week in the LA game, he had a good save. But, I would, yeah. but I would say the Atlanta one just because it was like he went this to the right yeah, and then he had to come back to the, the left. Yeah. And, then, and two of them were really good point blank that's stops. A good, that's a good way to have a three. Wasn't that go one way, then go the other way. Wasn't that one of the oh. old songs? Steve revealing a lot about himself. Or was that he shoots to the left, he shoots to the right? No, it's just I like watching. You guys are... It's late night. Oh, man. We've had pizza. We've been watching wrestling. <laughs> we're going to be talking about that in part five. Wrestling with pizza. Oh, my. Game of the year. Now, <laughs> a late winner for me... Funnily enough, because there was a late winner in it, it's last week's stunner at LA Galaxy. Not just because this gives us a chance to talk about that game, since we <laughs> we bailed from last week's show. I have a different one. Oh. Yes. Well, go ahead with your LA one. That, for me, I was expecting nothing. Even when we'd scored two goals. When we scored the first goal, and then they brought it back, I was like, oh, here we go. It's LAFC all over again. We've angered them. This is going to be terrible. Then we scored a second. I was like, oh. And then the equalise, just like, oh, well, there's no way they're going to lose this now. And then back and forth, back and forth, to lead four times. The shine has been taken off it a little bit yeah. by the fact that they then lost today against Houston. But that was in Houston. They, yeah. this, that last week's game was in LA, so that was a little bit different. Three of the four goals were quite quality. Are you just saying the three Canadian ones? No, I know. I wish. No. Now my now my honorable mention for game of the year is Portland beating Portland always. Uh, that's at home, be, right? Yeah, at, at home. home. Yeah. Now, but my game of the year is the three-two win at Colorado. Here's the reason why. Oh. Um, a couple of things: late goal by uh, Andy Rose after uh, Lass's goal was uh, denied, and that was a good yeah. goal actually. Um, they had great passing, great possession in that game on the road. Um, the uh, the Rubio red card where uh, Daniel Henry was trying to say sorry for the tackle and basically Rubio got up and slapped him in the face or whipped oh, him around in the face yes. and got a red card. And there was a number nine. I can't remember who the uh, Colorado, but as soon as he got uh, he hit Henry in the face, he was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> he just walked away. And then um, the other one was the, uh, that was a fun part of that game is Kamara getting two penalty goals. Yes. The f- second one was the best one because that was the one where Montero pushed I think it was Levi's into the Colorado yes. player so essentially Levi's got called for the penalty even though Montero was the one that had caused the penalty and that was my honorable mention for tackle of the year too just for future oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Interesting. I actually had the LAFC win as my game of the year for the whole se- thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, Galaxy game because it was because it was the first yeah. win I think of the year too. I, I think we won the MLS Cup that day. <laughs> I think the defining game of the year was uh, Cal- uh, Calvary at home with the Voyagers Cup, but I don't think that's the kind of game of the year you were going no. for. That's the game of the year to forget. But uh, maybe actually the first leg was a game to forget. Well, you were there, yeah. Hopefully, you've forgotten it. Game. Um, I enjoyed my trip though. Oh no, yeah, I think those are all Got a speeding ticket it turns out, but there we go. <gasps> really? Yes. In the mail? Yes. Was Caitlin driving? She can't drive. If she was oh. driving there'd be even bigger problems. <laughs> Why are you crashed at the barricade? <laughs> really? I feel bad for you. So do I. A ri- like a gun? In the mail. In, Where? The, in the mail. From Alberta? With a photo and everything. From DC or from Alberta? From Alberta. Oh there you go. Oh. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm amazed I got one to then be you totally don't even, honest with you. You don't even have to pay it then. I've paid unless it. you oh, but unless you go back across the border, you don't. He have doesn't to want to get kicked it. out. Well, I might be going back for the championship game. We'll talk about that oh. in, in part four. So, who, what no, would be your proper game? Uh, of the th- year? That was the most defining game of the year. I I I can't disagree with the yeah LAOA LAFC at home. The goats too there. Uh, Portland home, Steve. That's mm. a, like always. But if a good you show. just watch the highlights of that Colorado game, it was very entertaining. I forgot yeah. about the Colorado it, game was entertaining, but it wasn't. Oh, like, it's it, also, wasn't it the start of Dick's plague? Yeah, it was. That was start of Dick's Plague, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Oh. Was that the first game of Dick's Plague? Yeah. Was it? I've yes. said a lot of Dick's Plague it, in the I th- last I thought the Dick's Plague was Oh, maybe it wasn't. That. I could have sworn it was, though. It was around that, I'm pretty Connor sure. Connor Casey, that was no, Connor Casey's first game, they, too. They won all their, their, their Dick Plague games. Oh, did they? No. Oh, maybe it wasn't. But that game wasn't. Maybe it was pre-Dick Plague. That game wasn't. Maybe that's yeah. what caused the Dick's Plague. The, the Colorado away wasn't as a quality of a game like for me. No, if you look at yeah. the stats, though, they were really quality. They had Their no, passing but, no, was so good. Stats are one thing, but like uh, the <laughs> the game on the They field only gave up two not... penalties because Montero didn't know. They, that was the game when they, the game before they asked Montero, you got to defend, you got to defend. After that game, it goes, please don't defend, please don't defend, <laughs> stay out of the box. My, my main memory of that Colorado game is I went out to get pizza at halftime and I was listening to the start of the second half on the radio and I was like, oh... Brett, what are you doing giving away a penalty? <laughs> then I came home and watched it. It's like, oh, that would be why then. So that moves us on now, and Steve alluded to it there, to our Terry Dunfield Tackle of the Year Award. <laughs> named after our, our oh, favourite big goodness. tackle from the Whitecaps era. It was him or Carlisle Mitchell that we're going to name this award after. Rio Coker. Well, that bike rack won that tackle. <laughs> I... Again, I could not think of anything. I, I checked my Twitter because often I say, yeah. oh, Tackle of the Year. And the only mention I had of Tackle of the Year was if any if any Whitecaps player nails Nanny in this game, yes, won my I, Tackle I said, of the Year. I did the same search and I saw that in there. Um, so uh, I f- did find a tackle because I couldn't remember. It's hard to remember tackles because we just a. But we had so few. This, the biggest tackle of the year against the Whitecaps was the Kim Ki-hee one against Imbalm in the Seattle home game. Remember when he came flying across? Yes, and I was then, given the penalty and then the, rolled, rolled out. Yeah. yeah. So oh, that was the biggest yeah. one against them. But the biggest one for the Caps was Daniel Henry against Sporting Kansas City. Yeah. When in the 80th minute, he took down AFTN's yes. uh, love child, uh, Johnny Russell. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> If he had come out of my penis, I would be delighted. And speaking of penises, um, he uh, Daniel Henry, after making that tackle, pulled his groin and had to be taken off. And then they were 10 on 10 for the rest of the game. Yeah, I, I was going to say Daniel Henry had a few like 
good tackles this year. I couldn't remember specific ones. And but that, that and if you think of it, all those tackles that were called for penalties, which shouldn't have, which we got to apologize, those could be tackles of the year too. Ta- I'd say <laughs> Daniel Henry, tackler of the year. Yeah, let's go with that then. We'll ask him about his tackle next time we speak to him. Well, he played with t- Terry too. Oh. In Toronto, right? I'm pretty I sure. Might have, he was, might have been young, yeah. I hated him when he was with Toronto. Terry Dunfield's last few years, possibly. Terry or Daniel? Anyone. <laughs> a residency player of the year. Now, I've given this to a, a rising star. Uh, a guy that hit 22 goals in 33 appearances, only 25 of them starts. Jose Hernandez. Mm. He's the kind of guy that when you have a season like that, you think the Whitecaps will bring him through and he'll maybe earn a, an MLS deal? No, I think he'll end up in Pacific FC. Oh, yes, that's what happened to Jose Hernandez, yes. And my hat tip went to Cameron Habibula. 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 That's who I actually gave it to, Habibula. That's I, m- what I liked about him is he played the two ages, yeah. the 15s and the 17s. Rolled in that over the and, years. And I think he's now in the 19s this year starting. Yes. Yeah, so that's another thing. 17 goals and 24 appearances between those two age groups. And the thing is, is um, uh, I, the thing is about Ho- Jose Hernandez is, yes, he, you know, got goals and everything, but the residency team constantly asked him to do certain things and he wasn't willing to do them and change and everything. And that's the reason why he's yes. not with the white cap. So I know he's might be doing well in Pacific FC, but he wasn't, there's a reason why he's not with he's the white cap. So, so yeah, I would say in his first season, but then you could say that a lot about them. Anything to chip in with this? I think we might give it to Cam. Yeah. Mine is my only contribution is not an exciting one. I think, uh, I want to give it to George. Like he's the guy who mm. he's the guy who did enough to earn a first team contract, which I know doesn't m- mean that's not the be all and the end all. No, but yeah, I mean he's come through. Yeah, uh, and that's a nice background story. He's a really nice lad. So we'll, we'll put him in the mix as well. Yeah, maybe he might feature in the next one for you. Our white cap to watch in twenty twenty. I'm going with Johnny Russell. Well, I do. Well, I do a lot of watching like Whitecaps, like after they leave and they're on other te- other teams. So is that what you mean? Like, like no, this year I was watching a lot of Cincinnati and Colorado. Which <laughs> Whitecap player that we know is going to be a Whitecap? Oh, okay. So Thanks for the Johnny clarity. Yeah, uh, is is going to to be the guy to watch next season? And I'm going with Jasser Kamiri. Also, oh. hairstyle of the year. I oh, think yes, he's going to win our hairstyle. What does Mark of the think about his hair? Great flowing locks. Everyone asks him about it. Injured after his first appearance. Oh, no, I think it's how bad. Worry. No, they said it was, it was, like it was soreness. A quad, quad strain. And yeah. just being and that's, and Someone told me that. I was like, you're joking, right? They're like, no, And that happens when if somebody comes back from a knee injury. Yeah. The quad get, does get a little bit. He uh, was very involved needs to get rubbed down in afterwards. last week's game as well. I heard an interesting story as well. Apparently, throughout the whole game against LA, Especially in the second half, Ibra was just chipping away in his ear, going rah, 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 talking to him nonstop. Just as English isn't very good, he no. had no idea of what he was saying half the time. Well, even his Latin's English is not that great. Mm. What's wrong with his English? No, he's always like talking in first person, and that's probably confusing for Yasser, even in the English that he yeah. knows, right? So, I think he would have just been like, "I Latin's talking." <laughs> I had a, a very interesting. Latin story today from after the match that we can't tell in here. No, but. we can't tell. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, next break. I want to. So uh, my player of the year, uh, player to watch or whatever, one to watch is a young guy who uh, was wanted to like 
put him out there, but apparently he was uh, uh, training with the club this week. Uh, Gianfranco uh, Facinelli yes. or Facinelli. Um, oh, yeah. um, he uh, uh, people I've talked to in the residency, they are very, very high on this kid. Um, they think he can be the like kind of the Alfonso Davies of the back line. He is in a centre back, yeah. which is a position that we just, for whatever reason, do not. There's a lot of centre backs. There's a lot of players that have that have had this. Yeah, kind Joe of, Harrison you know, was a guy I yeah. was really high on, and, and he's he, going to college. And yeah, he could come back too. Yeah. He could come back, but they're, they're, but These guys this, don't seem to. Though. This guy, he says he wants to be a pro, so I don't think he's going. He's not looking at college right now. Mm-hmm. He's the white guy also that clinched got the clinching goal against Costa Rica. Um, and yes. in the, to yeah. get them to yep, the World he's Cup, going away with the 17s. He's the captain for the team too. Yes. He's basically a modern day center back. He's going to be like he's good with yeah. his feet, can push forward and do everything that DeSantos has always said that he yeah. wants a center back. So our our so. good friend, how old is he? He's seventeen. Yeah, she did a profile yeah, on him. She profiled him, right. him this week. Yeah, seventeen right now. So I don't think he's going to get a contract at the beginning of the year, but I think he'll probably be with first team training. Even though DeSantos I, mentioned that he doesn't want very many 17-year-olds. Yeah, I, I tell you what, though, if we don't take a centre-back in the draft, he has got a, an outside chance of maybe getting a deal, but we'll see. I've, I remember I mentioned that McDonough might come back. I've kind of yeah, moved off on that now yeah. because of the, what I've heard of the his guy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we drafted a centre-back. So that seems to be... The, With the first, tro- the first yeah, rounder? Yeah. Top five centre-backs seem to be like a good thing, or at least defenders anyway. Like Tim Parker, yeah. Uh, you any one to watch in particular in twenty twenty? Are we still are we still waiting for Simon Colin to? Yeah, he he didn't make the under seventeen World Cup squad, right. which I thought was a big surprise and yeah. maybe a bit telling as to his season that he's had. He has had some injuries, but he'd captained the under seventeens at some point as well. So that was a bit of a surprise to me. But he has been in and out of that squad, so. Yeah, who knows? So last award, yeah, last unsung award hero. that we're doing for this one, unsung hero of twenty nineteen. Now, for me, I know you, I, I've seen who you think is unsung hero, but for me, if you're a TAM player, you're disqualified from being <laughs> unsung. Okay, um, but you can obviously mention yours. I, for me, I got, I got one honorable mention, which is Andy Rose. I don't think he had a great year, but he he kind of Mr. kind of reliable. Yeah, kind of went all over the place. Play had to play center back. Had his face broken. Play you know was forced into the starting lineup, even though I don't think he should have been in the starting lineup. Um, and then the other one, I think, especially from what we've heard about off the field, is Scott Sutter, um, uh, yeah. kind of a glue guy in the locker room. So I think Scott Sutter is my unsung hero of the year. Who's yours? Who's your? Template? I went with Eric Godoy. Yeah. Okay. Although he kind of. He went off the boil a bit in the summer and that did shade my opinion a little bit off him. And then he had such a good game against LA. I had him back in there. Didn't have a great game today. Got right back again. Yeah. And he had that chance late in the game though. Yeah, kind of responsible. Oh, yeah. You could argue for the goal as well. He kind of lost his man a little bit. And I told you I can't remember the yeah. goal, yeah. Any unsung heroes for you? Uh, Godoy was... Uh... But he's in the Atam player. Yeah, I guess you do expect... You expect him to be. You He's supposed to be a starter. From that, yeah. He's more sung than unsung. I do. I do like the sutter aspect. Yeah, but but then you have to think that Godoy, a natural center back, kept him out of both of these matches these last two, and then that's uh, how unsung are like. If you can't get into one of those games, that's not mm-hmm. a good sign for. That's true. Going going for uh, or maybe I, they just don't want to see Danielle on the I, right. I team. I. Uh, I don't like your choice, Steve. Nothing personal against you or the player. 
Um, I don't, I just, I don't really rate Andy Rose. Oh, that was my honorable mention. That was your honorable mention. Who yeah. was your Scott Sutter? Scott Sutter was my. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't read your. I don't read your honorable mention. Uh, I'll, I'll throw. Uh, I know it's been. A, we talked about it before Could it a little bit. Be who he used to play with. I That's the reason. No, no. Or he's related to. No, no. Uh, Bob's a nice guy. Um, uh, oh, he's on the record. Clip that. He said Bob's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of Bobs who are nice guys. Yeah. Um, we'll get him saying Leonard Doozy from another show and just <laughs> splice all that together. As long as it doesn't end up in the episode with the with the with the audio um, audio uh, parts from the the, the Alpine Club. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, who was I going to say? Oh, so I know he wasn't like huge standout, but I think uh, he needs to be mentioned somewhere in here. I think uh, is is Russell Tybert. I, Ooh, really? I, yeah, I think again, like and like your honorable mention, mm. Andy Rose. I think he's he, Mister Reliable. When I say Mister Reliable, I mean whenever if you're down a player, you have to bring somebody in. He's there, he, and he puts he in a shift. Job. Yeah, um, and he had like uh, was it the goal? Was it the goal in Colorado? The winning goal? That was Andy Rose. No, that was in uh, Kansas City. <laughs> I don't he had the goal. Remember, Derek off his knee? Cornelius went got the goal. In no, Kansas we're, City. no, we're, no, Minnesota. Equalizer, pick Minnesota. A team, pick a team. Yeah, he had, he had. I think one goal that was. It's not a lot of goals to pick from, so he got he got one of these goals. <laughs> Anyways, my my unsung would be uh, would be rusty. rusty. Good soldiers. So that's some of our choices for those rewards, or those awards. As you know, we do about twenty to twenty four, including some fun things like hero of the year, villain of the year. We'll maybe talk about those down the line. My hero of the year, I'm just telling you now, it's Stewie the Starfish. Nice, just love the guy. I want to give a big shout out to Alex Jones over in Victoria. Pacific FC brought out uh, kind of trading cards, really cool cards. They were giving them away at one of the games. And one of the cards is Stewie the Starfish. The fact he's got his own card is like, mwah, beautiful. But we're going to have those awards up on AFTN. Other postseason stuff. We're not going to talk about the villains of the. (laughs) Maybe maybe in the future. We have to finish this part. But we've got a lot of stuff coming up end of season. We talked about Steve's and out on the bubble. We'll have the awards and a lot more beside. But we're going to be back looking at MLS after this. Hi, I'm Mark Anthony Kay and you're listening to the AFTN radio show. Two-tone classic there from The Selector on my radio, released on October 5th, 1979. Yes, I'm back to the 1979 time here on the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM. Broadcasting from the unceded Muscovy Territory at the University of Beautiful 
British Columbia. Oh no! Uh, What's wrong with British Columbia? Nothing. Um. Yeah, see, my wife thinks I'm going through a little bit of a midlife crisis. So I've been playing all these songs from 1979. One of my toilet reading material I've got at the moment is the best of looking of the 1970s. Now, looking was a children's magazine that I used to get as a kid. So they brought an annual out, and I just got it, and I'm looking, reliving all my childhood from that. So she thinks I'm going through a bit of a, a midlife crisis. I was watching a TV, kids' TV show from 1977 and 78 called Paper Lads, which made me really reminiscent and missing my days as a paper boy in Newcastle-upon-Tyne, which is bizarre because I was never a paper boy <laughs> and I never lived in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. I don't even think I watched the show when I was a kid. I don't know. There's another show where you, like, <laughs> mailed in or whatever. Remember there was the one show you used to talk about where you, like, could mail in your trades or... Oh, that, like... was, that was Multicolored Swap Shop. <laughs> yeah, I've got that lined up to watch coming up as well. So maybe I'm going through a midlife crisis. I keep saying to my wife, no, because I'm not going to live to my hundreds. So, I mean, that's definitely not midlife. Maybe end-of-life crisis. Oh. Uh, who can see? But... I just, I love the late 70s. It's a time that makes me all tingly for the days of old. And I think I forget how bad it was. There was power cuts and strikes and all that kind of stuff. It's weird as you get older. Different times. Different times indeed. But that was The Selector on my radio. And we will be on your radio all year long. Unlike some other so-called football shows on Vancouver Radio, (laughs) we are all year long, baby. So the, I don't so know what we're going to talk about for the next five months, but we're on all year long. Well, you know, the off-season shows are long. But oh. I do love the off-season stuff. We have a lot of fun. I've got some good stuff lined up. I've been doing interviews for our Christmas show already, which baffled some of the players initially when I started that in September. I want to ask you about Christmas. Okay. But we've got some good stuff in the can for that. Got some fun songs coming up. I like it because we get to do some more of our lightweight things. We'll be playing games. Everyone loves oh, our games, the games and our quizzes. I miss the games and quizzes. Yep. I, can I plan some quizzes? You can. Oh, sweet. Because we have five months to fill. <laughs> Everyone needs to plan some quizzes. If you're listening at home and you want to plan some quizzes, please get in touch. Can we do like one episode where it's like two hours of a quiz? Yeah. Okay. Oh, this, this is something I thought of. My favorite musical is Oliver. Mm-hmm. And for, it's a good musical. Because I've been sick this week and feeling sorry for myself, I've been sitting with like a blanket around my head and I felt like an old kind of Victorian flower seller. So then I started singing, Who will buy my sweet red roses? Two blooms for a penny. Ripe strawberries, ripe! Which, Caitlin pointed out, sounds like I'm saying rape strawberries, but it's actually ripe strawberries. Yeah. So I thought one of our shows, we could just do Oliver. Oh, that would be ideal. Oh, and kind of give it a football twist to it. Yeah. Or we could just play the parts and sing the songs. Like, Or who would be Fagin amongst the White Caps front office? Obviously, you've got Rich Fagin, yeah. but that's, no, too that's, that's too obvious. Who likes to pick a pocket or two? Oh. Another idea that I've had... Is and I'll pitch this now because Nathan and the guys will be listening. They, they've got this these three weeks of training. They're going to be in a light-hearted mood. <laughs> I'm going to allocate each Whitecaps player a role from a Christmas Carol. Oh. And I'm going to get them to read the lines out, and then I'll splice it all together, and we'll do a Whitecaps Christmas Carol. That'll be hilarious. I will be Scrooge, obviously. Yeah. Naturally. Are there no workhouses? No prisons? 
solid, man. Okay, maybe maybe we should just move on to. <laughs> That's MLS. what I'm thinking. As I said, midlife crisis. Yeah. Or crisis. It's too bad people can't see your face and how serious you are. I love a Christmas carol. I've already booked tickets to go and see Which a one pu- is puppet it version. Puppet version. New vest. Oh, I want to watch that. Oh, That's worth my watching. Don Garber puppet, maybe. Yeah. Oh. We'll do things Don, with that. Donnie G. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of Donnie G, he Speaking was probably Donnie really G, excited for he's decision. A, he's in day. charge of Major League Soccer. Yeah. Segway. The MLS playoffs are all set in both conferences. Fourteen teams made the cut. <laughs> I know. It was to get into oh. that small high percentage of teams that do make it, White Caps didn't, but there we go. It's a new playoff system. Fixed bracket. Oh, yeah, that's not Ignore good. how they have the bracket on MLS Soccer, as Steve and me were getting into it, and then Steve pointed out that they've got it back to front. Because I was like, the third seeded team's going to host. He's like, no. It's just the way they've got their numbers. It's a fixed bracket. All the teams now know what their paths can look like. Yeah. The higher seed, whoever the higher seed next round will host. Yeah. I, I like it. We talked about it at the start of the season, but now that we've seen it in action, we've seen it all set... We won't talk about the individual games because we're going to look at that in a sec. What do you think of it? Are you excited for the playoffs? It, uh, no, I'm not excited for them most place at all. But the, if the one thing that feels weird is uh, it feels too much like they're trying, like they know Americans like brackets because of the yeah. NCAA yeah, March Madness March thing. Madness. So it holds f- their bookcases up. Exactly. So they feel like the people like brackets, so let's have our own bracket. I don't think it's... The I don't think I don't think it's the best. I mean, you know, in twenty years, yeah, I'm sure it'll be great. It'll be what they do. But right now, it does not feel really good. Steve, I I think the the system is good. Um, it, for what they're trying to do, like they're trying to sell it to the average fan, and they do. Uh, I I kind of agree with you. That's what they're trying to do, and I think it's yeah. going to work. I actually do think mm. it's going to work. They they be, Americans some excitement. Americans love brackets. It's I, true. I, I do like the, the straight knockout as well. I like the straight knockouts. Though exactly again going on March Madness. So there's one game you're in or you're out. And I like the fact that they're give putting like a lot of people complain. Oh, there's no emphasis. What's the point of a regular season? There is a very good point of the regular season. The higher you finish, Finally. the better better off you are because the LAFC does not have to leave home. As long as they yeah. keep winning, yeah, yeah. But but they don't have to play the worst team in the next round. They have to play. They yeah, they, they, they could have a tough one. Well, yeah, they could be playing the Galaxy as, yeah. as we'll talk about. But that, that would be the next worst team if Alda if yeah. it goes chalk. It, it would be the worst team. I I'm surprised they haven't got a separate bracket for the teams that haven't made the playoffs just to keep us interested. We could win the the consolation MLS Cup. Yeah. An extra draft Make pick. extra money. An extra draft <gasps> pick. Extra gam. Oh, the gam cup. Put some wow. gam on the line there. There are some bad things, though, about the new playoffs. We've got a two-week wait now for the action to get underway, so it kind of kills. They wanted this it's to better, stop it's better than killing the, the two, momentum. No, I understand, yeah. but it's better than a two-week wait between the first leg and yes. the second leg, oh, yes. which was like uh-huh. always happening. So, I mean, that's not great, having to wait. I mean, and it's over sooner. Just want to get in it. it is over sooner. Our season's over very soon. Yeah. There's still midweek matches. The conference semis and the conference final are both going to be played as midweek matches. That's disappointing. They'll be massive. And it's an 11 day break between the conference finals and the MLS Cup as well, which seems a bit exciting. What's the day for that? That's normal for American because they. Especially. uh, 10th, November 10th. Especially considering they don't have a set place right now because anything can happen. Mm. Uh, They don't have a neutral venue or anything like that. Fingers crossed it's not a team that's got a. 
an NFL team that's yeah. sharing a stadium. But the thing is, is is the 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 eleven games is so they can build up to the game, and that's yeah. what the, Americans like doing that as Cause well. Because isn't uh, Man City Light having a problem because their baseball team that they share a stadium with is in yep, the they playoffs? They had that last year as well. Yeah. So they're gonna have to go play at that city park, yeah, or... which is probably better. <laughs> yeah, actually. In the West, LFC obviously get the bye after they kind of staggered over the finish line a little bit in the last few weeks with one win in the last seven games before today. Just one loss, though, in that as well. So it's that staggering. Five draws. For them, was it impressive? For their clip, it was yeah. staggering for the way they were going at the beginning of the season. Today, though, it was all about making history, and they did that. They finished the regular season in style. Carlos Vela hit a hat-trick in a 3-1 home win over Colorado Rapids. Kai Kamara got the Rapids goal, meaning he finished the season with 14 goals, the same as he did with the Whitecaps last year. $750,000. It's not bad for a 35-year-old to get that return. $750,000 would have been well spent yes. to keep him in Would he have got those goals here, though? Well, maybe not because the rest of the team was very poor, but I bet you he would have got... But he's someone that can I create... You, and I, make I know, I think he would have got, got at least 10 or double 12. Double digit, for yeah. sure. Yeah. His goal tally is more than the Whitecaps' two top scorers of Freddie and Reina combined. Yeah. There you go. I, I personally think if the whoever the leading goal scorer is for the Whitecaps, if they can't get the double digits, then the Dominic Mobili Award goes to the family for the year. Yeah, <laughs> the seriously. family should keep the award. Yeah. It shouldn't actually go to the player. Yeah. Today, though, was all about Carlos Vela and LAFC. Vela's three goals saw him clinch the golden boot. Record set in 34 goals. In 34 matches. No, 31 matches. Right. Oh, okay, sorry. He got 15 assists as well in that. It's very impressive. So again, Carlos Vela only scored three less goals yep. than the Whitecaps and did it in three less games than yes. the Whitecaps. Oh, yes. Yeah, if he'd had the three extra games, he'd probably have beaten it. You'd say the Whitecaps played at least three less games too. <laughs> the way they performed in some of those And look games. at all the goals that were so I, I would say they bar. really didn't show up in those games either, so... <laughs> Bavella beat Joseph Martinez's record from last year yeah. by three goals. LAFC also set the record today for the highest single-season points record of 72. So happy about that. Tied the single-season record for goals scored of 85, 48 more than the Whitecaps. I, I, I find it funny last year that the way they said, oh, Joseph Martinez says the goal, goal record, will it ever get broken? Yeah, will it ever? It happened one, one, one year, year later. <laughs> But they they took Toronto FC's point record, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Can anyone stop them in the playoffs? The signs are there that they're beatable, for sure. And I'm going to put my neck on the line, and I'm going to say they're not even going to make the MLS Cup. Neck tattoo on the line? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to double down on my Joaquin RDS thing. We we were talking about this today. If RDS comes back next season... Wait, can I video this? Yeah. If RDS comes back next season, you, (laughs) Zach, can tattoo me... (laughs) And I'm going to be telling you, uh, like, uh, positive uh, reports on Breck Shea's uh, play <laughs> while, while you're giving the tattoo. The tattoo. <laughs> I might even get two neck tattoos if he comes back next season. That's how confident I am. Not that he's saying, not coming back. Not saying, yeah. Not saying I've had inside info to that <laughs> fact. That's maybe... I think everyone knows he's not coming back. I'll put my house on the line. I don't even own that. That's how confident I am. <laughs> you put my house on the line. I'll put Steve's house on yeah, the line. Yeah, there you go. This is going to go horrible now when I have to explain to Steve's wife and family why they're homeless, but look at my fun tattoos. Uh. 
So who might do it from the West then? Let's look at the brackets. LAFC, LA Galaxy is a match that everyone was hoping to see. Or maybe not everyone, but a lot of folk were hoping to see. Danny G. Maybe thought that would be the, the Western Conference. Can't be now, because both teams are on the same side of the bracket. Could be a conference semi-final clash. The Galaxy, though, I feel have a lot of work to do to even get there. They blew it big time yeah. this afternoon. And a last win, week. yes. A win would have seen them guarantee a home playoff game. They led twice in Houston yeah. before not only being pegged back, but then losing 4-2 against the Dynamo. And Zlatan only got one, right? Yeah. yeah. And he hit one off the bar. I think another player hit one off the bar. There was a couple of shots like that. The funny they, they thing is, stay out of the bar. The funny thing is, is that they're, them losing that game um, was thanks to Christian Ramirez, who is a former Minnesota United player from the NASL days who scored a lot of goals for them. And because they lost, Minnesota's hosting the game against yeah. the Galaxy. So yeah. Minnesota should be thanking Christian Ramirez for that. It's not the form the Galaxy would have wanted to be in in the playoffs, but at least they're in. They missed the last two years, which was disastrous for them. Yeah. So at least they're there. And despite, like, Zlatan can change a game in a minute. He's one of those kind of guys. Vela can. But... Despite having a guy like Zlatan, teams are going to feel that, that they, they can beat the Galaxy. And Minnesota, are, they're in a good run of form. And I fancy them knocking the Galaxy out. At home, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. there's And then I wouldn't put it past them knocking LAFC out. And uh, with Ike Opara, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Michael Boxall has looked very yes. good next to Ico Parra. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm biased. Cause He's I, no Jake Demerit, but Ico Parra is a good defender. Right. And so I think my Boxel's had a great That's who Boxel played with the Whitecaps. Oh, I remember. Yeah. yeah I was he open, learned a lot. Open day. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll be reviewing that in our 10 year reminiscing <laughs> next season. No, but he, I, he's played. I, I, I fancy their chances as well mm. at home. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah, everyone wants to see, or I think a lot of people want to see LA versus LA because I think the Galaxy have not, have yet to lose a game to, yeah. to LAFC. So it'd either be. They'll, extra time and penalties possible. They'll knock them off, or yeah. LAFC will finally get you know get over that hump. It'll be interesting. I kind of want, LFC, but I but I want Minnesota. I want Minnesota to be both of them. I kind of want LAFC though to host the MLS Cup because I've I've never been to one. I didn't go down when it was in Seattle, and I might go down for it because I want to see the stadium and just the atmosphere. Seattle though, they're the number two seeds. They wrapped up a, a win over Minnesota today. Minnesota went. Really went for it towards the end. They went with a four-two-four formation in the closing stages. It was one 0 right? Yeah, one 0 Thanks to the pedo. Yep, the pedo got the winning goal. PD offender Roman Torres. Yeah. Oh, 29th minute goal did the business. He's Before, back. He's For, back. Yeah, he started his match is over. Yeah, yeah. Back and scoring vital goals. But he did lose his hair, so that might be a side effect from the PEDs. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Did they do some testing after the game? Oh, let's hope so. Now that win for Seattle sets up a first-round clash at Century Link with Dallas. And you'd think they should be comfortably winning that. Dallas, from nowhere today, well, they were playing sport in Kansas City, six goals they hit past KC, who looked absolutely hapless. It's, I don't know what has happened to KC. We put it down to the injuries at first. Now they're healthy, and they've just been destroyed the last few weeks. Yeah. That team's getting blown up. Johnny Russell's coming to Vancouver. You heard Mark talking about MLS experience. 
Johnny Russell. I think we talked about a couple weeks ago. It wasn't just the fact of losing Ike Parra. It was when they lost mm-hmm. him and they never were able to replace him because it was right before the start of this year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was in the, yeah. uh, just in the few weeks. The injuries did cripple them. I think yes. it was the week and champ And Champions yeah. League. Oh, I think yeah. the week before the league, the season started, I think they traded yeah. him. That's when they traded him. Yes. But the winner of Seattle-Dallas then plays the winner of today's Caps Conquerors, RSL, and Portland. Portland really had to battle to get past San Jose. They were one up, Wando made it one, but whoever won that was getting into the playoffs. San Jose, though, talking about teams blowing it, they shat the bed. They had done so well to turn it around. There's all the talk as well that Almeida might be now leaving. What time for that to come out? Monterey's going to play his buyout clause. Yeah, but apparently they're not one of the teams that are allowed to do that. There's some teams in his contract to do it. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was uh, all team. Uh, oh, you were okay. I thought it was any Mexican club, but I guess it's only specific. Yeah, specific uh, ones. I don't know how that's going to work. That's unfortunate. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Full credit to RSL. They haven't been a fancy team all season. I think they're a team that people, whenever you're talking about oh, who's going to drop out the playoff picture, RSL is a team that you mentioned. They lost Mike Petke during the season. You think, well, what's that going to do to their confidence? They did really well without him. Even before he was officially sacked, when he was just suspended, they were getting the wins. They don't have big names, as I talked about. They don't have the sexy DPs. They get the the job done. They brought in as their interim head coach, Freddy Juarez, who was Petke's assistant. Folk will be like, I don't really know who he is. He he was in charge of Real Monarchs in USL. He's done a fantastic job. The players have really bought into him. Steve and me got a chance to, to speak to him after today's game, just to look ahead to the playoffs. So we'll play that for you now. So your playoff path, you know what it is now. You've got Portland at home in the first round. Yeah. How, how are you feeling right now? Obviously, it's a lot to take in. You've, you've made that, but getting that third spot, it's what you were targeting. How are you going to approach this over the next two weeks? Yeah, no, I'm super excited for the guys, for the club, for the fans. Um, Portland's a good team. But, you know, we're, we're not going to think about Portland today. At least I won't. I don't think the players will. I always tell them to, you work all week when you win a game to win a game. And when you do, you got to leave what's coming for at least a day, you know. And then we have, fortunate thing is we have, like you said, two weeks to really yeah. prep, watch, take our time on it, plan the sessions properly, and, and put us put the team in the in the best position to, to win the game. Portland is Portland's a good team. Uh, I know they just got in, but... Portland's always been, they have so many pieces, so many players from different positions that could win a game that are game winners. So um, we, we, we're, we're, we're happy that we're at home and that we can be able to have our fans behind us to help us push that extra against Portland. So obviously it's a little bit different this season because you've got this, this two-week gap as opposed to getting straight in it. Do you prefer that or would you rather just get straight into it now? Uh, <laughs> I think they need a little break. I think, I, think, I think the guys need to, it almost gives you that chance to, oof, okay, and then now we, we get into the playoffs, but I'd like it. Um, I'm sure I'm sure the players would possibly want to just play right away, but I think it gives us a good chance of really prepping for the opponent uh, with no rush uh, and get some legs on and, and, and let them relax a little bit mentally too. It's it's a lot of stresses in the last 10 days, a lot of stress on the guys, and, and they need to uh, you know re- relieve that, enjoy it, remember that why they're here to love soccer and play it, and and then we, we get a, we get after it in, in a couple of weeks. 
Was the main motivation getting that home playoff game, or uh, was it just trying to get the team on a roll going into the playoffs, or did it go hand in hand? Almost? Hand in hand, yeah. hand in hand. We we, we wanted to. We, we our pregame was this is our first playoff game. It's away from home. It's our LAFC game of last year. Let's 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 reward ourselves. We, you got not us. The team put themselves in a great position by winning last week. Get to come in here stress free, not no no pressures. Uh, let's let's not. Put, let that go to waste. Let's enjoy the game today. Let's have confidence today. Let's let's have what I told them. Have 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 passion in, in, in the game and, and try to try to play. Not just come here and sit back in our own half. And I thought we did a good job of, of doing that. I thought we had the ball a uh, fair share amount of the game um, and and created some chances. Maybe could have even had a, maybe a, possibly a second one at some point. So. That's what we wanted. Home field advantage, but also start prepping for for the playoffs. There was a lot of off-the-pitch upheaval in midseason that would have knocked a lot of teams off course. How proud of you are of these guys that they were able to keep their focus on? So proud of the guys, the veterans that we have in there. Uh, to them, it's nothing new. You know, they've seen it. Um, so that helps with the staff. It's not just, you know, it's, it's hard if it's just you as a staff member trying to guide it. But the whole collective, our, the coaching staff, Everyone, everyone, the, the the medical staff, everyone, everyone just kind of put their head down, focus, and then you have the veteran players that guide the younger players, and and it's never a, it was never a constant trying to get them motivated. They they knew, look, this is our job. We love doing this, and I think that was my main message was, I'm not going to change anything. Uh, we started this in January, and it was just, if you love what you doing this, and you're going to come and train and play every day and, and try to try to get wins for the fans, and we we have such a great group of, of guys in there and. It showed today, you know, it could have been easily, okay, let's, we're already in and let's kind of just go about our, you know, but the guys put in everything. They put, they put ourselves in, a, in the club in a very good position. I know you'll be happy no matter who you end up playing in the playoff run, but to avoid the LA teams all the way through until possibly the conference game, is that a big, big boost for you guys? I mean, I, you know, we, we had success against LAFC last year. We know they're a good team, but you're going to have to play them at some point if you want to win the Cup. So it's, it's for us, you know, we, we, we respect everybody. They're all good teams. They all have their strengths and weaknesses, just like us. Uh, you know, the, the Galaxy game would have been someone we don't fear either. I thought we had one of our best first halves against them in the first half. It was one of our best soccer uh, games this year. And in the second half, we kind of tuned out a little bit. So we'd like to play them again at some point as well. So we're... We know every game in the every team in the playoffs is going to be tough, every single one. So, whoever comes at us, we're we're happy and we're ready to go. The playoffs, obviously, nobody needs motivation to win the MLS Cup. But is there extra motivation with Nick Romando kind of to send him off as a champion? Oh yeah, I've, and Nick, Kyle, uh, all the veterans have seen it. You know, we have guys that've been in a championship. We have young guys that had success in either college or at the academy level. So there's guys that have tasted championships, obviously not all of them MLS, but we have that pedigree and it's, they're hungry. They're hungry for that. Every single player, you know, is, is ready. Uh, if, if we're going to get there, you gotta, you got to be motivated no matter what. Now, 10 months of the season's done. Now it's where really crunch time and really that's, this is where you enjoy the, 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 the buzz from everyone in the city and the fans, all that. Social media gets a little bit uh, amped up a little bit more, so we're, this, we got to take it all in, use that in, in positive vibes and in, in the right direction. Thanks, so, for thank you, guys. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks. 
RSL head coach Freddie Juarez there. Really nice guy to speak to. I was very impressed chatting with him. He seems delighted to have his team into the the playoffs. I mean, that's good. Good luck to RSL. I think that's the team I'm kind of cheering on out of those teams that we've got in the West. It's a bit of an underdog story, so I quite like it. Well, they showed last year when they beat the Goats yeah. too. Um, but I wouldn't mind if Portland beat them. Really? Oh, you just want a Seattle-Portland? That's always yeah. nice. Let's look at the East quickly. Really? And we'll quick. finish this part. So, in the East, a Wayne Rooney-less DC United. He was in Derby. Oh, they messed up massively. We're talking yeah. about teams that's messed up. Clean sheet yeah. against Kendall Watson. Nine man, Cincinnati. Nine man for the second half. Yeah. Complete second half. 41, yeah. 44 minutes had players sent off. They could not score. Nil-nil draw. Saw them drop out of the top four. They blew their home playoff game. They now have to travel to TFC, who just squeezed past Columbus 1-0. The other first round matches in the East will see number three seeds Philly host the Red Bulls. That Who's should be a cracker. Screwed up against Montreal. Yeah, I mean, they, those teams have met before and they've been some good playoff games. Defending champs and number two seeds Atlanta at home to New England. And NYCFC obviously get the first round by. So we're going to give our thoughts on the matchups and bracket predictions next week, along with a couple of interviews that we did today with Nick Romando and Kyle Beckerman. But we'll be back with some Canada chat after this. This is Atiba Hutchinson, and you're listening to the AFTN Show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio, 101.9 FM. Who was that, Steve? That was the new Pornographers with Colossus of Rhodes, one of their singles from the new album that they just brought out, In the Morse Code of Brake Lights. Ah, Canadian band? Yes. Are are you a fan of new pornography or old pornography? The newer the better. Hmm. What about you? Fight the new drug. Dot com, look that up. Fight the new drug? Yeah. Oh. Have you not heard that? No. Oh, you should go to that website. It talks about how pornography is a, is like a, a drug. Oh, it is? Tell you what else is a drug. Football. <laughs> We've played a song by Vanilla Muffins, The Drug is Football. Right. Mm-hmm. And in Canada, we are just injecting so much football drugs into us just now. CPL. We've known for months, pretty much, that the fact the championship game is going to be Cavalry and Forge. It's now official, but the dates have been set. The first leg is in Hamilton on October 26th, with the second leg in Calgary a week later. Now, the original plan, of course, was whoever won the fall season would get to choose, but with the Ticats being at home, those plans went out the window. So, no matter what happens now in the standings, Hamilton... It's hosting the first leg. Weather could be interesting. 
considering it was snowing in the midweek game. They did such a good job in Calgary to clear yeah. that pitch. That was phenomenal. But yeah, that could be an interesting one. I'm genuinely torn about going through to it because I really wanted to go to his history in the making. Yeah. But because the second leg is in Calgary, it clashes with the Canada West Championship, which I'm meant to be commentating at here at UBC. Oh. So I'm 50-50 as to what I'm doing. At the moment, I have a ticket for the game in Calgary, but oh. I, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. The weather is going to be atrocious. It's a, such a long way away from downtown as well, that the travel to get there, if it's horrible conditions, it's... You don't want to have to abandon your car and have to walk there. You don't want to get a speeding ticket, right, Steve? Oh, definitely not. There are bastards out there, (laughs) so I can see. The season now, though, the end of the regular season, it's just, it's drawn out. It's just horrible. Oh, really? Because there's no, no... Nothing really to play for. There's no bracket. Yeah, there's no bracket to play for. Shove your bracket. Uh, I I have heard that there are talks about next year of having like a a four-team playoff or something. I mean, I'm not a big fan of playoffs either. But then when you see how this season has ended, it's a tough sell. I mean, I'm going over for the last game on the 19th of Victoria. I'm hoping to make that. I, I was meant to go over last week for the midweek game. And I'd lined up, I was speaking to Marcel de Jong and David Norman oh. Jr. And then I was sick and I never made it over. So hopefully I'll maybe get over the day before and, and speak to him then as well. But I'm looking forward to it. It's been a, an interesting season. We'll get, we talked about what we're going to do in these off-season shows. We're going to get some Canadian Premier League managers and some of the big wigs. We'll do some interviews with those as well. But elsewhere in Canadian soccer, mm. the big one is coming up. Canada. US, part one, October 15th at Bebo Field in Toronto. The match we've all been looking forward to. And we'll fully look ahead to it in, in next week's shows. But both squads came out this week. Four Whitecaps in George Her- John Herdman's squad, including the suspended Daniel Henry, which was a bit of a weird one because he's, he's actually named in the squad yeah. as opposed to just taking him through. Just to be part of it. But the only thing is, is if they don't name him to the squad, do they have to do it in order to get... No, 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 no. Do they have to do it in order to get the suspension done with? I don't know how it works. Yeah, because MLS does some stupid thing with that word. Like if you leave for for international, that doesn't count for against your suspension because you're already going to leave anyway. So if you have an MLS suspension and your your national team's playing and your team, your club team's playing that day and you go play with your national team, it doesn't count as missing that game. It's so. So I'm wondering if it's something like that, that they have to name him in order for him to be on the team. The only thing I thought about was possibly in case if he got injured for insurance purposes, if he's training and he's oh. not officially part of the squad. Yeah, that's, that might, oh, that might be too. Yeah, so, I mean, point. it could be that. But his suspension, kind of terrifying in one way when you look at a threadbare Well, Der- Derek Cornelius will start with uh, Stephen Victoria. Yeah, and they, had, they did get a, a look in Cuba together, I think it was. Or they've, they've played some time together anyway. And Cornelius, I mean, I talked about this. I think he's been a player in the second half of the season. We talked about unsung hero. He could mm. fall into that category as well. His second half of the season's been strong. Got a chance to catch up with him at training on Saturday, chatting about his season and this Canada game. Let's hear what he had to say. So, season's over, Derek. Obviously, it's not gone in general the way that the, the club had hoped. But for you personally... What, what have you taken out of this season for yourself and for your own growth this year? It's a tough question. I mean, it's uh, it's been an up-and-down season, not just for me individually, but um, the whole club. 
um, yeah, it's time to now sit down and kind of reflect and see uh, what was good, what was bad, what can be better. Um, but yeah, I think it's mostly just about getting that reflection in and, and seeing uh, where you can always improve. Because for me, my mentality is always just looking for, for areas of growth, areas of improvement, and just trying to get better every single day. So really, it really comes down to just, again, trying to, trying to improve, trying to get better, and, and going forward. Start of the season, you're obviously in and out of the team a little bit, and we've talked about this on our show. For me, from about July, June, July onwards, you've been the most improved player in the team. It's like you've been so consistent, and everything about your game just seems to be getting better and better. Have you felt that yourself, that as you were getting more minutes and more comfortable in the team, that you've just improved as the season went on? Well, yeah, I think uh, I think that's regular for, for any player, not just myself. Um, when you get more and more uh, minutes, you get more and more time on the field. Um, you start to you start to feel better about yourself. You start to be more game sharp. I mean, preseason was a was a very weird one because um, we just had players coming in every week, every two weeks, just new faces, getting to learn new guys and so on. So we our first few games. I mean, the the coaches already mentioned it, but our first few games felt like almost preseason games that we had to get ready, get used to playing with one another and. We didn't have the preseason like other teams did where they had their whole group together and, and just being able to work on things, preparing for the season. We were kind of having to prepare during the season. Um, but yeah, I think the team as a whole, is, it's, been, it's been a hard year, but as a whole, we've slowly improved th throughout the year and, and just getting more comfortable playing alongside another, and myself included. I feel like it's just a matter of getting that, getting that chemistry going between the, between the guys. Obviously, you've had good chemistry with Daniel as the season's gone on. He's going to be missing from this, this big game that's coming up against the, the US on the 15th. Speaking to John Herdman last week, he talked about, again, your growth of the game and how this is a great chance for the likes of yourself and maybe Victoria, if that's who you end up partnering with, to, to really sort of show what you can do at the international level. Do you feel any added pressure on you with Daniel not being there, that you're really the main centre-back at looks in the squad right now. Of course, Daniel is a, is a huge loss. You know, you see his presence here in the Whitecaps, been our best defender all season long. And, and for Canada, it's the same as presence, just um, him being there. It's always it's always going to be a big loss, whether he's out with the Whitecaps or out with Canada. But, you know, we, we have depth in our squad in, in, in uh, the national team and the Whitecaps. So it really comes down to, again, trusting our, our game style, trusting the guy next to you. And, um, yeah, we were able to play some minutes together last uh, last outing with uh, Vittoria. But whoever the, the boss decides to pair up with, he'll make sure that we're ready, that we're ready, that everyone knows what we want to do. And I think that's the most important thing because it's not just uh, two guys defending. It's not just the two center halves defending. It's a whole team effort. And against a team like the States, we're going to need everybody on the field. So, um, yeah, it's, it comes down to just sticking to the to the game plan, making sure everyone's on task, and then um, whoever the boss decides to put on the pitch, then we're all going to give our best. I know you guys probably don't get as caught up in this as us watching it. It's like we're watching the FIFA rankings. We're seeing you're so close. It's five points now behind El, El Salvador for that, that sixth spot. These games are, are obviously massive. And when you look at the US roster that came out, not like dismissing it at all, but it doesn't strike the fear in you that maybe years gone by that the US rosters, when you saw some of the big names on it, this seems a very beatable US side. Yeah, I mean, we have a we have a good squad as well. You know, I don't think we're too too worried or too focused about who the US calls. You know, we're we're always going to be focused on us. You know, 
we're, we're confident going into matches um, and, and we, we believe that we can really beat any team that comes up against us. So, you know, we're, we're not going to we're not going to look too much about the U.S. if they look fearful or not. We're just going to focus on, on what we do and focus on ourselves and then we impose ourselves on the other team rather than trying to, to change to what the other team brings. So it's mostly about us and not about them. What's the off-season going to look like for you? Once these two games against the US are over, I know you're going to be training here for a couple of weeks as well. What's it going to look like after that US game? Are you just going to take some time off? or After the, some... the second US yeah. game or the first one? This, after the second one. The second one? one, yeah. I think you get time to spend time with family, some friends, you know? Because uh, what often people don't realise is that in, in this profession, we don't get to see our family. We don't get to go home as much and... It's nice to, to be home and to just get that, that downtime kind of away from the game and spending time with your loved ones. So, yeah, it's going to be, I'm looking forward to it, but we got two massive games, three massive games to, to finish off the season strong. And then after that, then, uh, then you can enjoy your time off. That's it. That's great. Thanks so go. much. Thank and you. good luck. Good Thanks, luck against man. the US. Yep. Good luck to Derek and the crew. We'll talk a little bit more about that match next Sunday. It's a strong squad. The only big omission is Atiba Hutchison because he's coming back from an injury and yeah. with the travel and everything from Turkey, which felt it was going to be too much. For all our Ontario listeners, please get out to the game. Yes. Like, I don't care about this pissing contest over who has more people, but just get out to the game and support our national teams. And whoever can come from other parts. Yeah. Yeah. Go out to get out to the game. Whoever is available. From parts if, if you can afford it and you can get there, get to there. And if anyone um, wants to fly us out, we, we are available. The, the one thing that I'm, does I'm the one thing that does irritate me about this, and we talked about it, I don't know when each game was scheduled, but US is playing Cuba. in DC United. Yeah. In Cuba, like uh, uh, sorry, in DC, Washington DC. Why don't why didn't they were playing Friday night? Why didn't they schedule a game for the West Coast? Whether it's Edmonton, you can even go Edmonton if you want to, or Vancouver. They make them travel across the continent and have the Canadian team waiting yeah. for them. And a couple of days' notice on Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. there's going to be travel disruption and everything. Yeah, that would have been ideal. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't even think of that. Like, I don't know what which one got announced first. Maybe the they announced the Toronto one, then they decided to announce DC. As the game for there. We need uh, more bastards thinking in the CSE. That's what I see. But we're going to talk a lot more about the Canada game in next week's show. We've got one more part to come. BC Soccer Headlines is next up and we'll bring you that after this. Hi, I'm Daniel Henry and you're listening to AFTN. Oh, baby. So I walk on over with my crystal Look at this, put away your pistol So they won't be having that in this house Cause I shit out with your style Now that you heard my charming voice You couldn't get another again Your movies won't get moist If you wanna look good and not be bummy Yo, you better give me that money Who's got our money? Old Dirty Bastards. Oh, right. That's who was singing that song. Also a nickname I've been given over the years. 
Why did you pick that one, Steve? I just feel like the Whitecaps need to get some money. <laughs> oh. Get some They have money. Yeah. Or use the money. Oh, use the money, right. That's a great... I've, use it better? I've got that, that album by Old Dirty Bastard. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's just called Dirty, if I'm not mistaken. I, th- I thought it was... I'll tell you what I thought it was. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe don't. It's just more editing for you. you didn't yeah. Even, yeah, you didn't even give your preamble of be careful, there's... But there's not been any bad language in oh, this okay. No, I, I, that's a clean version. Yeah. Oh, if you paid attention, true. you would have heard yeah. all the like muffled sounds. Oh, when the but it's even clean? I, I can't remember. I've been fairly clean. Okay, I had yeah. a bath this morning. Well, we, we only have to edit one of, one of Steve's yeah. <laughs> But you're back listening to the final part of the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio 101.9 FM. <sighs> now, it's time for Steve's favourite part of the show. It's BC Soccer Web Headlines. Telling Zach, but I think the album is called. But... Uh, thank you for not. Yeah. That. I, I'm almost sure it's not that. Why there's a song on it called that? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure yeah. there's a song called like that, but I don't think it is. Anyway, now it's time for BC Soccer Web headlines. Your one-stop site for local, national, international, interstellar news, reviews, stories, everything you could want in the world of soccer. Check it out, morning, noon, and night. BCSoccerWeb.com. Our man, the Panda has been checking out the stories, and he is going to tell you what has been catching his beautiful beard this week. And okay. it's not just potato chips. Okay, so leagues in in Europe and the Players' Union are, are trying, to, uh, trying to get an idea of how to plot a path uh, through con- for concussion protocols. Um, the leagues are, are grouping with the, um, or joining with the FIFA Pro, and trying to get an idea of how to get over concussions and how to get people more educated. They're going to implement uh, the principles and objectives uh, kind of over like a – they're trying to get everybody to run on the same protocols essentially. Uh, they're going to have preseason education programs for the coaches, joint league and player union procedures and monitoring. They're also going to have um, kind of measures, um, uh, independent measures, and, and people um, – the enforcement of to control those independent measures through disciplinary codes and, and similar stuff. In-game instant video replay to identify people with concussions and independent physicians and independent stadium spotters um, based on a country-based country basis to see who can afford and who can uh, for suspected concussions. So they're really trying to get the – like the biggest thing I remember ever is the World Cup match, the German player who was clearly concussed but was allowed to get back into the game. The World Cup final? World Cup final, yeah. Was that... Um, I wouldn't know who it is. So you, you, whoever it oh, is, you think it is probably I, is that. He uh, was a young player. He was a younger player than, like, uh, he was one of the newer guys on the team. Oh, uh, Christoph Kramer? Might be, I don't know. Um, I just want to point out, I was correct. That was the album title. Oh, well, okay. Okay, so... uh song next week. Uh, Leon uh, has sent a free speech message to China. Um, now, what they did was they, uh, oh, the yeah, game was being broadcast. This was very good. Oh, yes. The this was game was being broadcast in China, apparently. Which altered the, the kickoff time. Yeah, which was, I was going to get. 1.30 in the afternoon. What what games kick off around 1 o'clock or one thirty in an afternoon? <laughs> so so they, that's what I was going to say. So they, they, um, they basically created a TIFO of the Tibetan flag, which is obviously against... Yeah, uh, China. Yeah. Ru- I should have worn my Tibetan. Strip. They did a free yeah. Tibet thing with it. But too. like yeah. I said, it 
it would be nice if they were actually believed in the whole Tibet thing, but it was mostly to protest against yeah. the dig a dig at the fact that- Who says dig- they don't believe in it? Well, I'm not sure. But what I'm saying is that their main reason for them doing this protest, I don't know if they would have done it otherwise. Well, it was the genesis. It was like, mm-hmm. these people are messing with us. Let's- Let's mess with them. Yeah, but it, that, that doesn't mean they don't believe so the it. I don't know if they do believe in it, but that the doesn't mean they don't. The 1.30 kickoff game on Saturday was aimed to promote the league's games on the Asian continent and in particular the Chinese market. Yeah. So that was it. Um, Montreal's got a new sporting director. They didn't have to hire anybody together. They just hired somebody. Uh, they didn't hire a consulting firm or anything like that. Olivier Renard, uh, oh, yeah, right. former sporting director at Liege and KB um, Mechelen, uh, another team in the Juniper Pro League. Uh, they t- the talks just started casually a couple months ago, and now he's hired. Yeah, it was probably all cash. Yeah. Uh, FIFA gives a life ban to former CONCACAF boss. Uh, he served as CONCACAF boss from uh, 2012 to 2015. Um, I can't remember why. I forgot to put his name down anywhere. Um, but that, uh, <laughs> Sands or something? I can't remember. He, I think he was the person who took over for um, Chuck Blazer oh. at the time. Uh, but he's had handed the banner for the negotiation of bribe payments um, in the scope of various bribery schemes concerning competition organized by FIFA, CONCACAF, uh, the Caribbean Football Union, and the South American Football Confederation. So a lifetime ban for him. Nice has fired players uh, for stealing a teammate's watch. The contract of 18-year-old uh, Lamine Diaby Fadiga was canceled on Tuesday with immediate effect following the theft of Casper Dolberg's watch from the professional first team's changing room. He has played for the <laughs> France's youth teams and was in the third season with Nice senior side. I'm surprised you're not playing um, Alanis Morissette's ironic yeah. right now. <laughs> Former Valencia. Maybe get him to be part of our Oliver thing. <laughs> <laughs> Former Valencia's president Juan Soler uh, jailed. For jailed, yes, for plotting to kidnap and rob his former VP. His accomplices were plotting to kidnap Vincente Sor- uh, Soriano uh, when he left for breakfast in, at a cafe in the center of Valencia uh, by shoving him into a van and transferring him to a safe place where they would keep him while they robbed his house. The pair, the two of them, had a bitter legal dispute after Soriano promised to buy Soler's share in the club for 85 million euro with the intention of selling them to an investment group at Delaport, who later pulled out of the deal. So essentially, uh, not a good uh, day for him there. Nope. Don't want don't to kidnap anybody? No? Uh. Oh, no, please, uh, don't, don't ask him. <laughs> please, don't answer, please. Okay. So uh, streaming sports, uh, big uh, contention with CPL and everything. DC United severed yeah. ties with streaming oh, yeah. partner Flow Sports. They were criticized from the start by fans who were unhappy to paying to watch games via internet services instead of TV and upset with technical issues that marred several matches. Kind of sound familiar here. You you heard about about One Soccer for next year, right? Oh, no. You didn't hear the news? No. No. One Soccer will be included in every season. as Every season ticket holder will get One Soccer free next year across the league. Oh, wow. Again, not growing it, though, to an outer market. You so, guess new fans you want, and the thing is, the the thing is about this agree, the, the you know, it's not. You think it? Oh, was it a one year deal? No, it was actually a four year deal. Yeah, it's been disastrous t- for twelve million dollars in local rights fees uh, for United. So they basically lost out on twelve million dollars at this point. I don't know if they have to pay a penalty or D- what's DC going on. DC's just canceling everything: stadium deals, broadcasting deals, DPs, stadium DPs. deals. Oh no, that was Chicago. Yeah, yeah. 
Inter Miami. Yeah, like we you David said earlier, Norman. They flipped a coin. Yeah, David Norman's Inter Miami with, with Nashville uh, for the top draft picks. Um, here's you. You mentioned that the um, the number one pick in the super draft is going to Miami. Yes. Nashville is taking the allocation number Ooh, one pick. That's probably better. They're gonna and get that Chelsea guy. Miami's taking the expansion pick. Miazga? So, and then there's like two other ones. There's the re-entry draft uh, and end yeah. of year waiver order and the discovery player ranking. But those picks are not going to be number one. They're basically, I think, 25 or 20, whatever the so se- second last. Allocation is that for former American international? Yeah, former. Yeah. And, and Canadian. Oh, you mean Ch- former oh, you American. Know, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, former Pulisic. American or. He's coming back. Former American or MLS players, too. I think oh, MLS yeah. players uh-huh. go into it, even if they're not American. Um. We talked about Canada, but Calgary-born Fakaya Fakoyo Tomori uh, gets called from England, so he probably will not be joining the club. It's a little bit of bad news. Southgate said some good things about him as well. Yeah, and when he starts starting for Chelsea and everything like that, you know at that point it's not going to happen. Chelsea's not good, though. (laughs) Um, The fact that he's starting for them tells me that he... And I think he he even at one point had an interview that goes, I don't know who I'm going to pick. As, as like a you know warning to Nigeria because he was he was warning England basically a lot of people yeah. said he was w- giving a shot to them going you better pick me soon or else I'm going to pick let's just else. hope though that he's not one of these guys that makes a couple of appearances and then, and then, and then just gets, fades gets away, fades away. And that's like Jonathan DeGuzman with Holland yeah. yeah it's well he made it to a World Cup though yeah but that's pretty much it for tonight's show we do have a a special tribute coming up in a sec but. Anything you learned from tonight's show? I should use the word alleged more. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that my editing is going to be a bit more than I was hoping for with me working tomorrow, but... Oh, that was... Yeah. If, see, if you don't listen live, you miss the fun. Yeah, there was nothing alleged about that, but... Um, no. I, you think it was true? <laughs> Oh, we can talk. We can talk truth after the show. Don't dig a hole anymore. No, there's no hole. I, we can talk truth if you want to talk truth. Got a tweet in from Spice Boy One who said, "For his goal of the year, in order: Adnan number one, Theo number two, and then Cornelius number three. Oh, there you go. What did I learn? I I uh, I love Steve's shirt. It says Legends Unite. It's Marvel, and I'm excited because Spider Man's back in the MCU. Oh, for these two movies." I learned that WWE cannot run with a great concept like The Fiend without completely messing it up. It ruined The Fiend tonight. I knew they would going to. Yeah. He, he did finger Seth Rollins until blood came out of his hole, so that was a good thing. I, I was Happens. hoping for that. But Just before we go, let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter, at Whitecaps. For me, it's at Zachary M, and I'm a part of the Movement Curve Collective. I am Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada, on Instagram at AFTN Soccer, on YouTube at AFTN Canada. Give us a follow on all those mediums. We'll try and use them a little bit more. We want to finish tonight's show with Wavelength. We're not going to have a closing theme. We're just going to play this song and it's going to kind of just run us out for the end of the show. As we said at the start of the show, Jacob Noseworthy, local lad from Victoria, passed away sadly nearly two weeks ago. 
very involved in the Canadian football scene and the passionate. politics scene. Passionate, passionate as well. about soccer, yeah. Wrote a few things for AFTN over the years. Mm-hmm. Was going to to be more involved with us, but he couldn't really commit the time. Yeah, and he, but he did do a lot with, he Nord- did a lot Northern, with Northern Eleven, and that yeah. that was the thing. This is this is a mark of what Jacob was like because he had started to write for Northern Eleven first, and they'd given him the break. He felt loyal to them, yeah. so he could only pick the one site to write for, and yeah. he, he picked them, and we were totally fine with that. And that shows a lot about Jacob's character, that he he was loyal to the end. Folk loved his stuff. We had a lot of chats over the years. He used to run ideas by me and just pick my brain for some stuff. We last spoke 10 days sadly, yeah. before he passed away as well. And, and and he was inspirational too because like like he... He he was diagnosed with autism. Yes. I think back Le- in really late in March. His life, yeah, yeah, a lot of people do get that yeah. because it, it, it's a it's a unknown uh, thing still at this point. But he didn't use it as an excuse. He actually thought it as a strength. Yeah, and that's very inspirational. When you when you have something like that happen, you don't let it bring you down, and you actually make it something that works for you instead. That's a sad loss to the the Canadian soccer scene. We want to finish tonight's show with our wavelength song by Scottish band Glass Vegas. We've played them before on the show, but not this song. Played them a lot on our Christmas show. The lead singer, James Allen, the only player that's, only East Fife player that has featured in Wavelength. He played for East Fife for a couple of seasons before becoming a pop star. This is a song from their debut album in 2008, the self-titled Glass Vegas. It's Flowers and Football Tops. It's about the death of a young a Glaswegian guy, Chris Donald, who was killed in a racial attack. And whenever there is a death and it's a football fan, I, I don't know if it's what it's like here, but in the UK, people always leave flowers, they leave football scars, football tops of the teams. So this is just a song to play out. It's a tribute to Jacob. This is Las Vegas and flowers and football tops. <laughs> 